boredom. The pegrams were borderline illegal, not enough to get the lining impounded, just slapped with a hefty fine that would make this run a loss maker. I flicked on the ship-to-ship communicator. Hi, Nassau. Glad to see you're out here keeping the space lane safe. Silver lining standing too. The spit-and-polished Navy types would be irritated by my sloppy comms discipline, but I wanted them thinking I had nothing to hide and no understanding of Navy protocols. The frigate rolled crisply, bow over stern, aimed its four maneuvering engines towards us, and began decelerating. The Navy weren't exactly a welcome sight, but they were better than ravens who would have stolen our cargo and left us dead in space without a second thought. Nevertheless, the Navy made all traders nervous, mostly because every one of us smuggled a little just to make ends meet. She's headed for the port lock, Jace said as he tracked the Nassau's trajectory. You want me to meet them, Skipper? No, I'll do it. You better warn Izzin. Izzin was my engineer and a TAMF, a terrestrial amphibian. Physically incapable of human speech, he relied on a vocalizer to produce human sounds. A small number of his kind had been marooned on Earth in the 21st century, over two and a half thousand years ago, shipwrecked survivors of the Intruder War a conflict that had raged across a third of the galaxy long before mankind was ever aware of such things. Izzin's ancestors had started the war, but fortunately for us, and everyone else, they'd been defeated. The cluster of stars they called home had been under close blockade ever since by a fleet millions of years more advanced than any Earth Navy ship. Quite simply, the Galactic Forum, the nearest thing the Milky Way had to a governing body, considered the intruder civilization too dangerous ever to be let loose on the universe again. The only TAMFs not under blockade lived on Earth, now uncomfortably a part of human civilization where, limited to mankind's relatively rudimentary level of technology, they posed no risk to the rest of the galaxy. They stood far ahead of us on the evolutionary ladder and could have become the apex species on Earth if they'd arrived a century earlier. Instead, the descendants of the shipwrecked survivors had formed a small, remote enclave north of Australia known as Tamp City, technically an autonomous region within the Democratic Union. Tamps were tolerated, but viewed with suspicion due to their reputation for a kind of mild-mannered violence few humans understood. They could slit your throat before you even knew they were there. But if they gave you their word, they'd honor it to the grave. At least the males would. The females were treacherous to a degree impossible for humans to understand. Most humans didn't realize that in the highly matriarchal TAMF culture it was the females who wielded the power and started the wars, not the males. That's why the females lived secluded, powerless lives in TAMF City, doing little more than breeding within agreed population limits, and why they were never allowed to leave Earth, at the polite insistence of the Tau Setans. The TCs were the leading Orion-armed civilization, and the only forum observer species in our part of the galaxy. Observers weren't exactly the law, but over millions of years they'd earned the respect and trust of other forum members, and now held a privileged position interpreting galactic law and advising the forum membership. Observer species also possessed the most advanced technology and wielded the greatest military power in the galaxy which for humanity meant we ignored their counsel at our peril. Fortunately, Izzin was male, and we had an understanding. 
He served aboard my ship with complete freedom, providing he carried out his duty diligently and didn't kill anyone without my permission. So far, he'd never given me cause to doubt him. I tapped the intercom. Izzin, you there? Yes, Captain. The Navy's coming aboard. Stay out of sight until they're gone. As you wish, Captain, he replied. Because his voice was synthesized, it was always difficult to tell how he felt, although sometimes his choice of words hinted at his emotional state. Plot the course to Macaulay, I said to Jace as I slipped off my acceleration couch. I want to get out of here as soon as the Navy lets us go. You got it, Skipper. By the time I reached the port hatch, the Nassau had mated airlocks and was equalizing pressure. Presently, the inner hatch swung open, and a hulking Union regular army colonel, wearing a dress-dark blue uniform with an abundance of gold braid, stepped through, ducking his square head.